0: It's time for episode 466 of the Clockwise podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes.
1: Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast whose launch hasn't been scrubbed. We are go for takeoff. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my pal and the uh, host emeritus. Jason Snell. <laughs> Hello <laughs> Thank Jason. You. Thank you, Micah. It's good to be here. Good to good to be back. I think
0: we're hoping that uh, Mr. Dan Warren is going to return from his leave. So, uh, but it's been a pleasure. And as always, as host emeritus and co creator, I stand at the ready in my, um, I don't know, glass Your tube bunker. in case of emergency <laughs> needs. Shatter glass and I will emerge. And. Uh, and and fill in but it's been a fun uh, summer summer of fun if you will um guest hosting clockwise and i'm looking forward to dan being back next week not that sounded more malicious than i meant it it's like i like listening to clockwise uh and i haven't been able to do that because i've been hosting it instead
1: Yes, and uh, it can get pretty stressful whenever you are trying to make sure there are two guests every week. Uh, joining us this week, to my <laughs> left, is someone who helped to reduce my stress this morning, and who I am very thankful for, a prolific podcaster. We, and broke, also, the <laughs> we, we broke the glass! We <laughs> We broke the glass! We broke the glass, <laughs> and the business unicorn appeared! Kathy Campbell, hello!
2: Hello! I am here magically in less than glorious, you know, microphone zone, but you know what? We do what we can. (laughs) We do what we can.
0: (laughs) And to my left, taking a seat at the table for the first time and right in front of an Apple event, uh, an editor at Mac Rumors, it's Sammy Fathi. Sammy,
3: welcome. Hello there. First and hopefully not the last time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> now, once we get our hooks into you here, you never let... like, like <laughs> I we, trapped? Yeah. We, we trapped found her here. and, and uh, extracted her because we needed a, a well, guest. So.
3: I'll my
2: wife away.
1: Yeah. Once you're in, you never get out. <laughs>
2: nope. <laughs> it's the cycle that never ends.
1: And this is the show that... Oh, no, it does end. Um, but before we get to the end, we've got to do that show. You know how it works. Four topics, 30 minutes. I'll kick things off. My question for you, Twitter has begun the rollout of Twitter Circle. This is a feature that will let you tweet to a select group of accounts, up to 150 accounts, and uh, sort of not let anyone else that is following you see those tweets. Do you think you will use this feature? Why or why not? Kathy, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, I'm gonna say no, I'm not gonna use this feature mainly because anything you put out on the internet is public, regardless of how privatized you may think it is. Um, and Twitter is kind of my talking to anyone that wants to listen, regardless of whether I know them or not. Um, so I pretty much don't put anything, like I don't go to Twitter unless I want to, you know, spread something to the universe slash read what other people spread out into the universe um so i don't see a situation where i would have a need to have those types of conversations on twitter anyone that i would want to have those conversations with i'm like more connected elsewhere so no i won't be using twitter circle
0: yeah uh twitter is good for spreading things isn't it uh i i hard no for me, Micah, like, uh, um, be- for similar reasons to Kathy, but also because I use third-party Twitter client, I use Twitterific, oh. and features like this never come to the third-party Twitter clients. But, but yes, even if it was all integrated to Twitterific, and I could use it, like, if I want to limit my tweets, I-, I, I would just not post them and do something else somewhere else where I was in a more of a private group, a Slack or a Discord or something like that. Um, not, uh, I, I just it-, it just strikes me as being a weird use the semi. My private use of twitter doesn't make sense to me it's not how i use the surface so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a pass on twitter circle sammy
3: i guess i'm the only one here that says yes <laughs> i i have been waiting for access to twitter circles ever since they announced that they were rolling it out to a select number of people i'd wake up every day and check my twitter app to see if i got access so i guess i i generally have been using it quite a lot um because I, I tend to want to tweet a lot of things because I'm a pretty active user on Twitter and I, I tend to tweet a lot of things and then I put it out and I'm like, I probably shouldn't have put that out there either because <laughs> it was just stupid or like, that's probably not good for my image or whatever. So yeah, Twitter circles is uh, very appealing to me. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, I've been a heavy user of it.
1: Uh, so I was also pretty uh, excited about the rollout of this because um a lot of people that I follow have uh, alternative Twitter accounts, and they use them with some regularity. I do think that it can depend on sort of what uh, what groups of people you belong to, and I uh, know that a lot of my queer followers and uh, folks who I follow who are queer uh, use alt Twitters for communicating with their queer friends and queer, uh, peers. And so I understood sort of the, the necessity, so to speak of having that alternate account for me though. Um, I I've, been extremely online for quite some time. And so it's sort of inbuilt for me to be very careful with what I share online. So I I had created an alt and I just never used it because anything that I would say on the alt, I would rather just say on my main Twitter account and anything that would maybe go to an alt, I wouldn't want to say in the first place. Uh, So I was excited for Twitter Circle because it meant that I could use my main account for potentially kind of an offshoot where there Were occasionally things that yeah I felt like oh this is funny but only to a select group of people or this is uh, something that I want to say but I don't really need uh, all of the people who follow me because of Twit in particular to uh, to react to it because it's going to be um, an unkind response probably and so that was one of the reasons why I thought that Twitter Circle would work for me but I have I was part of the the test group. And I never really made much use of it. And uh honestly, I think that, uh as they say, the true rule is just never tweet. And if you never tweet, then you don't <laughs> have to tweet. <laughs> you never have to worry about it. Um Thank you all for your answers on that one. Let us move to our next topic, which comes from Kathy.
2: All right. So, I know none of you three are really in the Apple tech sphere. So I'm not sure if you know, but the fall Apple event is happening next week. Um, I know. Shocking surprise. Uh, What are you least excited about?
0: Oh, well, let's get negative here, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you know,
2: I'm I'm in that mode. Let's just get negative.
0: (laughs) uh, What am I least excited about? I think... I mean, I'm uh, I'm least excited, truthfully, about Apple Watch stuff because I just bought an Apple Watch last year, and that's a product that I don't need to buy a new one for you know whatever three years, four years, something like that. So I'm I'm pretty good. There are also you know I, I'm also as somebody who has an iPhone Mini, an iPhone 13 Mini. Um, I'm not particularly excited about the fact that they're going to do an iPhone 14 plus or max or something because the, that's taking the place of the phone that I prefer, which is the, the little phone. So I also don't really care about that. So I guess, you know, I, I care about everything because I have to cover it. But the excitement level for um, for some of this stuff on a personal level is, is fairly low. I am actually very curious about the upgrades on the phone and stuff like that, but that's uh, not what you asked. So who who cares nope. about? Who cares about that?
2: <laughs> no one cares about the no. positive things. No. You can talk anyway. on your other shows. Anyway, about yeah, that.
0: I'm, I'm least excited. Kathy, I'm just going to sum this up. I'm least excited about that dumb old iPhone Pro or Max or whatever that's <laughs> taking the place of my Mini. Boo! That's Perfect I
3: answer. <laughs> Sammy? I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of flip the question because I think you meant what product am I least excited for? But I for the event itself, I'm not excited for all the demos all because i always find that the game and those you know the developers I, I mean i love developers don't get me wrong bless them. But oh. i mean i just don't i don't like you know I, they sit in front of a camera and, and brag about whatever and i just i'm not excited about those so yeah the demos game, game demos, demos are like death yeah, yeah game demos are they're, the worst they're, and they're never that good anyways i mean the games are not that kind of exciting, at least for me.
1: I've never like, Whoa! save it, you it know, for I mean... your Twitter circle. Yeah, there it is. Um, I, I agree with Sammy on that one. Um, for me, I am least excited about a rumor uh, that iOS and iPadOS will be released at two different times. I want it all to come it's at once. a rumor. I mean, oh, that's right. You're right. Uh, I forgot. Apple did confirm that. That's that's true. Um, so we know, yeah, that iOS and iPadOS are going to release uh, at two separate times. And I'm not looking forward to that because uh, I... I like that everything could be available at once. And also because of an ongoing um, issue that I have had, I need to get off of the beta so that my Apple ID itself no longer has the beta tag on it. And I need to have all of the release versions of these operating systems in order to get off of the beta. So now I have to wait even longer before I can get in touch with Apple support to finally fix my Air (laughs) Tags. So please... Please, Apple. Anyway, uh, Kathy, why don't you round us out here?
2: Oh, I was going to say the game demos, but since I'm not in the, um, you know, Apple news cycle, I wasn't aware of iOS and iPadOS being released separately. Um, So I'm saying that also because of our poor developer friends who have to work on like different timelines for apps that are on both operating systems like that just seems really stressful. And so I feel really bad about them.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point uh, that I had not considered. All right, we have reached halftime. And that means I can tell you about the very exciting relay FM for St. Jude switch on Uh, is switch on event. Um, so let us get into it. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And for the fourth consecutive year, the Relay FM community is rallying together again to support the life saving mission of St. Jude's Children Research Hospital finding cures and saving children. Uh, cancer kills more children under the age of 14 than any other disease. And that, of course, is a scary statistic. But because of generous supporters like you, St. Jude creates more clinical trials for pediatric cancer than any other children's hospital in the United States. In 2021, one of these trials reported a more than 20 point improvement in survival rates for high risk neuroblastoma, which is the second most common solid tumor in children. And they did it using an antibody that was produced at the St. Jude campus. This progress is just one example of the world-class research taking place at St. Jude. It's carried out by researchers who are among the world's most highly cited scientists, which is then shared with the world to help doctors and patients elsewhere. So you are supporting this science. Childhood Cancer Awareness Month is an opportunity for us to come together in the fight against childhood cancer, and uh, while working together, we can make a huge impact. This year, you can support the Relay FM for St. Jude campaign in a bunch of ways. Of course, we always invite you to make a donation. Donors who make an individual gift of $60 or more, will receive a digital bundle that includes a wallpaper and macOS screensaver pack. And folks, you want this screensaver pack. I promise you. It's uh, so man. good. It's so cool. Uh, and no, I can't I can't reveal something. Uh, anyway, donors who nope. make an individual gift of $100 or more will receive a set of stickers in addition to that digital bundle. And uh, of course, if you've got employers who will do a gift matching program, you should check that out as well. There's a form at stjude.org/slash. Relay. Please go to stjude.org slash Relay to donate and to find out more about fundraising and mark your calendars for September 16th, the fourth annual podcast-a-thon. Relay FM co-founder Stephen Hackett and Mike Hurley will be back together at St. Jude's campus to host an eight-hour variety show. Featuring many relay FM hosts and special guests at September 16th from 12 to 8 p.m. US Eastern time at twitch.tv slash relay FM. Please go to Saint slash relay to learn more and donate. Let's cure childhood cancer together. Thank you so much, Saint Jude, and uh thank you to all of you out there who choose to donate. We appreciate you. All right, back from halftime, and that means it's time for Jason's topic. Already. Uh, we, we talked about social media earlier. I'm curious about the trends
0: in social media, and namely, I, a lot of people spend a lot of time talking about the social media services that they're getting off of, that they're shutting down, that they're not using as much because there's non, they're not as enthusiastic. Uh, and I wondered, is there a social media service or app or anything like that that you find yourself using more rather than less? and that in, in the last year, let's say, Sammy?
3: Um, yeah, good, good question. It's going to be be real for me. Uh, have you guys heard of it? Mm, Yeah. 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 Nope. Be real is, uh, (laughs) okay. It's uh, it's an interesting (laughs) case. Oh, you're fine. It's an interesting case. Well, pretty much what it is, is it sends a notification to all users at the same time. And then regardless of where you are, you just have to take a picture of what you're doing. It takes a picture on the front camera and the uh, back camera, and it just posts it. And you can, you can have your friends look at the pictures and interact with those. I've found to really like it because it, it, there's sort of a spontaneity to it. You know, the notification comes randomly throughout the day. Um, and it's just less, it feels less artificial than like Instagram or Snapchat where so many things are filtered and, and sort of made up. This just feels much more authentic uh, to me. So yeah, be real.
1: Yeah, um, my answer is actually the same. I, as I mentioned, never tweet. I have been kind of, I I don't tweet as often uh, as I used to. I have not used Facebook for a very long time. It's just there so that I can get into Oculus because I was there before they stopped making use a Facebook account. And um I don't even remember the last time I posted on Instagram, uh, but Be Real, uh, a lot of my uh, friends in the area use it, and it's just a fun and different kind of app that uh, I, I enjoy. But I don't know if it's just because it's the new hotness that I am using it, or if uh, it's something that will stay in my uh, go-to apps uh, going forward. Kathy, what about you? I think I know what your answer is going to be.
2: I don't actually think you do. Oh. Um, <laughs> because, uh, so Mike is alluding to the fact that I've been on TikTok, um, for a lot, a long time. Uh, I did more than two years of daily TikToks and was involved deeply in it. Um, I'm actually, my answer is going to be nothing, mm-hmm. not from a, not from a place of like, you know, I'm, off Twitter, like any of that type of things, but I'm, I'm kind of in this era of my life where I'm trying to figure out what my own brain is doing and, and feeling, um, like feeding my, my brain with other people's voices, um, is at a very limited time right now. So I haven't been consuming a lot of contact content at all. Like I haven't been listening to podcasts. I know I'm terrible been making way more podcasts than i've been listening to um i've been doing you know my discord duties as community manager for relay fm switch on but <laughs> other than that i i've been feeling very like maybe my journal is that too bougie like that feels very <laughs> wow. basic like I I don't know what's wrong with my brain right now, but that's kind of where I'm at right right this moment, and it feels very weird to say.
0: I think technically a journal is the least social of media, (laughs) so I won't allow it, but I do appreciate the answer because my answer is also nothing, Um, although technically I might say Discord only because, but I I view Slack and Discord as kind of like two sides of the same uh, coin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's on the other side? I don't know. Twitter. Uh, it, because, it, it, you know, and I, so I had some Discord migrations and started some new Discord, so I'm in there a lot more than I was. But it's really the same sort of things that were in Slack, and it's that private kind of space. But I have, like Kathy, I, I, I'm trying to kind of detach. And that's why I asked the question, is I was actually kind of curious, uh, since my experience has been sort of no, I have not rushed into any new social media things recently. Um, and so Be Real is the answer, which is, uh, which is a, a fun one. So thank you all. Even Kathy, who tried to sell <laughs> me on the idea that a journal was social media, uh, I will treasure that moment. Uh, Sandy, uh, it's
3: it's the last topic, and it's yours. What do you have for us? I oh, know the pressure. My question <laughs> is one I've always, well, I've been thinking about more recently in more years, is regarding smartphone technology. It feels as though we've reached a peak in smartphones, and I say this a week before the new iPhone, but. Even with that, I still think we've sort of reached the peak of what a smartphone can do. I mean, every iteration of the smartphone now is like, you know, here's a better camera. Here's like two times faster performance. So my question is, is what is something that you would want in a phone that would truly sort of be that whoa moment, like that next like that next big thing for smartphones?
1: This is a tough one. I think that um, for the longest time, it's not been hardware that has wowed me. It's been software. The really cool stuff that these uh, developers come up with every year, uh, be it over at Google with the Android platform or uh on iPhone with all of the amazing stuff that happens in iOS and ipad os um that seems to be where the innovation can continue to happen because we've reached this place where slabs of glass and some metal are uh the way that we do the phones and I think that um what would what could wow me is. The future that I see only in my head and not in real life, which is that we sort of free ourselves from the bounds of a slab of glass and metal by going to AR and suddenly my, my palm can be my phone or, uh, the, rectangle I have uh, drawn on the wall can be the screen that I use, that there are ambient notifications that I can, can you know, play around with. I would like to get to a place where uh, we don't have to exist within this sort of rectangular space and folding stuff has like that's not of interest to me. I just want to get away from this sort of anchor that is the phone entirely. Kathy, what about you? Is your journal your phone? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sorry.
0: Wow. Handwriting recognition. Huh?
2: You know, I mentioned something so personal to me, Micah, (laughs) and you come and just stab me. I'm just ugh. Um, so my answer to this question, I feel like the world will shout, but Android has it. Um, I would really like my phone to have USB-C like that at this point feels like it's pretty groundbreaking <laughs> apparently <laughs> for Apple. Um, that would be, that would be pretty great. Other than that, you know, I'm, i my brain doesn't work in a way to really like create imaginations for what phones can be. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with give me the better camera. You know, I upgrade every two years or so. Uh, so better camera perfect for me. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, or colors. Can we have colors on the pro please? I I see the rumor about purple coming to the pro, and that would be really great. So anyone that's listening, please give me professional colors. I'm a professional unicorn. I mm. need something other than shades of gray.
0: It's gonna be a boring purple, though. You know it, Kathy. You know it's I gonna know, be a boring pr- professional, know. boring purple. Um, Ugh. Sammy, I uh, I I agree. The smartphone kind of reached its. It's uh, found a, a, like an ideal form a while ago now. And so, yeah, it's all incremental now, which is not to say that I think there will be camera breakthroughs that will make us be, like, be blown away. But like, I can't believe that the, the camera looks like this. I do think uh, changes in the form, uh, whether that's caused by folding technology or other technology, if you can get that thing to be... Um, thinner or or smaller in your pocket, but bigger when it's in your hand. I think that there are a lot of things that can happen there, but I, those two feel like iterations on this form. Like this is a this is one of the most important products of our lifetimes. Uh, they kind of they pushed push it really hard for five years, and now sort of everybody knows what a smartphone is. So whatever is next will probably not be a smartphone. It'll be something totally different. Um, but that's okay because they're gonna they're in, they're essential. And I uh, as as much enthusiasm as people have for AR and VR um i feel like the smartphone for a while for a while like there i don't see the horizon yet where the smartphone is not the most important technology tool in the world so i think we're just going to be seeing them iterate on this for uh, a long time. And that's okay. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not sure anybody looks at at at, uh, at cars or blenders or whatever and is like, where's <laughs> the innovation? It's like, okay, it's just sort of like it's going to creep along now. And that's just and, and, and then there'll be another great leap when somebody uh, breaks through. And that's why everybody's spending so much money on things like AR and VR is they think maybe that's going to be the great leap. And maybe it will be but it's going to be a while, I think before smartphones are eclipsed.
3: Yeah. I agree. my answer is it's pretty much a blend of those two. I, I definitely think AR I mean I, I dream for the for the day where I don't have to look, look at just a thing in my head and I can actually just like, just look out in the open world and see my information just there. It's hard to kind of describe it but just see it out there in the real world without having to look into this small piece of glass. Um, so the, the future of the smartphone for me is sort of the death of the smartphone. that's where I want it to go. And I think we're we're heading there.
1: All right. Well, we have just enough time for a bonus topic. My bonus topic for you is this. What movie never gets old, no matter how many times you watch it? And let me be clear, this is personal preference. I'm not saying that this is a movie that everyone watches and thinks never gets old. What movie do you watch that never gets old, no matter how many times you watch it? Kathy, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, it's a perfect day, Micah. And it's always a perfect day to watch Legally Blonde. 100%. Anytime you watch it. Always a joy. Always uh, just sheer feel the power of girl power by the end of it.
0: I have a long list here, most of which were made in the early 1980s. Ghostbusters, Star Trek II, but I'm going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I would actually argue is not only a crowd-pleasing movie but is a movie that every time you watch it you can notice something different. If you've never if you haven't watched in a long time, a close watch of Raiders of the Lost Ark, I would argue that maybe it's Spielberg's uh best movie and he's made a lot of amazing movies and just look at the use of light and shadow in that the way it's shot is is glorious in addition to everything else that's amazing about it so i can i can always get something new out of uh, raiders of the lost ark sammy
3: um it's gonna have to be air force one for me
0: oh
1: air force one i
0: don't know yeah, my plane <laughs> harrison ford harrison ford comfort viewing from uh, movie star harrison ford i oh. think is the trend we're seeing here yeah uh, mine Thanks. is not. He's not <laughs> illegally
2: <me>. blonde. <laughs> he's not illegally blonde. No, he's also no. not so. in.
1: Not in the documentary "Objectified," um, which <laughs> wow. is a really cool documentary about uh, product design, and it is one. It has Dieter Rams in it, and he mm. speaks in German about how design is very important. And uh, I, I used to fall asleep to that uh, documentary every night in high school. <laughs> I'm a weird nerd. It was between that and Helvetica, which is the other documentary made by wow. the same company that talks about typography. You know the uh, people who speak German in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark too. But... Oh, okay, so it all ties together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. And Dieter Ram is the uh, is actually the cousin of the uncle of the sister of Harrison Ford's. Nephew. Mail, mailman. Yeah. <laughs> mailman. Yeah, that's what it was. Right, You're sir. right. Mailman. Yes. Sure. Glennie,
2: Glennie. Nice. Supporting.
1: Um, all right, folks. If you would like to get ad free episodes of this show with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. You just go to relay.fm clockwise and sign up for five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year, and you will help support our show so we can continue to make jokes about Harrison Ford being related to lots of different people. In this week's overtime topic, <laughs> we discuss our streaming music. Strategies. All right, we are at the end of the show. All that's left is to say goodbye to our incredible guests. Kathy Campbell, thank you so much for your time today.
2: Thank you for breaking my glass, I guess, and <laughs> letting me yes. leave my box. <laughs>
1: we, let the, we let the noble gases
0: escape and you emerged. <laughs> and, uh, and and from the other side of it, Sammy Fathi, thank you so much for uh, being a first-timer on Clockwise
3: thank you for having me
0: and that brings us to the end of the show uh we'll be back next week or at least some of us will be back next week but until then as always we remind you watch what you say and keep watching the clock bye everybody